2: Good Friday morning everybody and welcome back to Chair Shot Radio, a part of the Chair Shot Radio network right there on the Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Don't forget before we get going here, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com. Pick yourself up a Chair Shot t-shirt. It'll make you look great. I guarantee it. Let's bring in the rest of the party today. It is the three man weave crew. We have been making this a regular thing. Now that we're post mania though, we're doing a little adjustment to the schedule here, slowly but surely, and uh, we will find a new time of its own. And I will be back to on my own, unfortunately, on Friday mornings for Shout Radio. But for now, it is three-man weave today. Let's bring them in, Christopher Platt and Ray Cash, gentlemen. How the heck are you? Are you ready for the weekend?
1: Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. And as the song goes,
3: everybody's working for the weekend. Welcome to my house, something, something, <laughs> my house, something, something. Yo, new. man, Platt
2: and I do not want to hear any more WrestleMania songs for a good 10,
3: 11 months, man. Trust.
2: <laughs> no, At <hey>. least.
3: <laughs> um. It's It's been a bit of a rough day, but it's the weekend. I can't complain. I'm good to be with my boys. Let me ask Platt a question here. How did you feel Monday afternoon knowing
2: that you didn't have to do Mania Madness Monday night? You know...
1: I don't even know how to describe it, man. It was a euphoric feeling, and I'm I'm proud of the work that we did. But my God, and it, it you no, know, this is the weird part. I damn near turned on a mania just out of muscle memory. You know what I mean? Like I I damn near went to Peacock and was about to watch a WrestleMania before I caught myself and said, "What the hell am I doing?"
3: <laughs> That's funny.
1: I think I ended up watching The Godfather or something instead which is, you know, three hours well spent.
3: It was just as long.
2: <laughs> yeah, just as long. <laughs> Last thing before we you know get what that, going. Go ahead, Ray.
3: I was just going to say that reminds me of when Austin retired and, like, he needed to get that out of the system, so he'd drive four hours for Whataburger and then drive back home because <laughs> he had to get the road out of the system. That's, watch, watch, watch Godfather 1 and 2, and that's about two manias right there.
1: No, Ray- that's a mania if we're talking thirty two and on. That's a mania. <laughs>
2: Before we get into sports Ray, why don't you let everybody know the next project that's gonna be hitting Cheershot Radio Network, I believe debuting on April twenty first. Yes.
3: Thank you. Mania Madness Part Two. No More Mania. No, it's not ma-
2: no That's false. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs>
3: It's, it's actually, well, first of all, was thank you for the opportunity to speak about it. It's actually um, a lot more relevant to this show than the other show because the topic and the idea for the series came from sports. In baseball, they have what's known as a five-tool player. Um, if, you can, if you can excel in all five tools, you're known as one of the best players in the sport. Well, myself and my outsider's edge OG, Carl, had an idea to figure out who's the best professional wrestler in the world, WWE specifically, is based on a set of criteria in the same vein as Five Tools. We expanded it to 10 to make it more relevant for 2021, did Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and all the feeder companies together, and uh, we are debuting the Total Package Series April 21st. So look out for that. This is not our first time doing it. This is our first time doing it in an audio but uh, this is a reoccurring thing that him and I have done over the years. And uh, we're really excited. Came out pretty well. And um, there's a lot. Y'all you you, you going to be mad at us. Specifically. Y'all going to be mad at Carl. So just put that out there. Uh, but it's a really interesting way to look at it and think about who the best people are, are in the business aside from I like them. Take all that away and go strictly by what they do well, in which category, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. So check that out. Well, number one has to be the tribal
1: chief, and then everybody else falls in line after that. But Who I'm, I'm not gonna.
3: What?
1: Nice tease.
2: Just gonna have Excellent. to tune. Tease. You're just gonna have to tune in, folks. All right, let's get to it today. shot Radio, Friday, April 16th, three-man weave style.
0: Sports, 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 sports.
2: gentlemen the NFL draft is looming the quarterback shuffle has been mixed up a little bit I know there was another pro day this week Wednesday for Justin Fields and we have some other news on a couple of different defensive ends let's start with the NFL draft fellas those Niners moving up to three looking like they're going to take Mac Jones do you think that that's the right decision there Ray what do you think over there you kind of you're kind of laughing a little bit I mean doesn't necessarily seem like the kind of quarterback that they would want in their system i know he had success with matt ryan but i
3: thought they would want someone a little more mobile well that's what Shanahan's normally have is somebody that can move run play action and run a bootleg that's the history of the Shanahan's. now the funny thing to me is i am probably a bigger mac jones fan than most people out there i love me that old gritty qb I'm I'm very much a mobile QB guy, but I enjoy the old gritty QB who is who is less talented than everybody else, but by grit, determination, and wits, can play up to the same speed. I like those guys, and this wouldn't even be a conversation if all of the all of the uh, mocks had Justin Fields dropping to ten or eleven or fifteen or whatever it is. Um, I think it is completely plausible for the Niners to pick Mac Jones at 3, I think it's absolutely batshit ridiculous that they traded the farm to move up to 3 to draft Mac Jones. I think that's the issue. It isn't picking him at 3 cuz he very well might be I don't think anybody's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. And it's just conjecture, but I don't think anybody will be. But Mac Jones might be the second best QB out this game because he has the most intangibles that the old great quarterbacks had other than the other five. But man, trading the farm for him just is, is hilarious to me. And, uh, all I can tell you is Pat Mahomes wears number 11 because he was, that's, that's his draft number or whatever number it is. Number 10. Is it whatever number he wears? That's going to be Justin Fields. He's, you will remember, you will rule the day you pass over that kid. I, it's so interesting. It's it's all it's all conjecture at this point because for all we know, they for all we know number two might not draft Zach Wilson and they get Wilson at two at three. We don't know. We know nothing. Um, but Mac Jones will be a good quarterback, but he he shouldn't you shouldn't trade the entire Bay Area for Mac Jones. That's ridiculous. I mean, Trevor
1: Lawrence is clearly the best quarterback in this draft. He's got the most upside. He's shown it. He's done it. I, I like the young man. I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. It sucks that he's going to Jacksonville because that whole organization is... They're Jacksonville. Do I even need to say more after that? No. Now, the fact that Justin Fields dropped from number two, I, I kind of have a problem with that, and I feel like a lot of these... Analysts and scouts, they're doing some Dominique Dawes, Simone Biles-level flips, you know what I mean, to get him out of that spot. And this is the part that I think is kind of trash. I feel like it, there's some residual from Dwayne Haskins because it's, that it, It's absolutely Ohio
3: State hate. It's exactly Ohio. Cardell Jones, it, it's 100% Ohio State fatigue, uh, 100%. And yeah,
1: that's how I feel. So I don't feel like even where this young man gets drafted, because we've had this argument, you know, off air before. I, I But I totally believe it matters where you get drafted and if the organization is completely behind you. Because if that's the case, they're going to do everything in their possible will to make you a success. So the fact that he's dropping, I don't think he's going to get that kind of coddling that you kind of need at that position. I I don't think he's going to get that. And I don't understand why he's dropped so far when all he did was lead his team to a national title game and balled the hell out in the semifinal game against Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. Now, I know... Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony.
2: I'm not saying whether he deserves to be in the top five or not, but would it be the worst thing in the world if he did end up going 10th, if the New England Patriots would trade up? I know Mel Kuyper has like a... 4.9 4.9 version of whatever draft he does and he put trades in now so he's got him going to the would it be so bad if he sat behind Cam Newton for a season a half of a, a half a season a quarter of a season and he was in New England with Bill Belichick of
1: course not because that's an organization that knows what they're doing but how many of these organizations really know what they're doing like you can count them on one hand and probably have a few
3: fingers left over and to that to, to, your, to his point and I don't I don't want I'm speaking strictly football, I don't really want to get into any of the personal issues behind this guy. But look at all the years Houston's had to Sean Watson. Look what they've done with him. You know? So to, to Chris's point, like, yeah, having a great having a really good talented quarterback is the goal. But that can't be the only goal because you gotta have other stuff around him like coaching and belief and receivers and oh yeah, that's right. Blockers, like it's a whole, it's it's a big concoction. The stir that the drink, the stir that stirs the drink, straw is the quarterback. Same shit that stirs straw. You know what I'm trying to say? Straw. I'm not a drinker.
2: The straw that stirs the drink.
3: I'm not a drinker. Well, it makes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) But yes, that's the QB, and yes, I think the Patriots have shown. I'm not so sure they've shown that they have. Well, no, because before, before Brady, they had Drew Bledsoe. So yeah, they got a history of good quarterbacks, um, and their backups went to other teams and started. So, yeah, I would trust them there. It's, I just think it would be a shame personally. And Again, this has nothing to do with Mac Jones, but Justin Fields was almost made to run a Shanahan offense, and that's the thing that's killing me. He's made to run that offense. He was born for that. So. There are, there are, in the tape, there are inadequacies that he has that you might not see in the other guys. But all the other guys got their own inadequacies. So it's not like he's that much lesser than them. And we're splitting Harris here. Because number 10 in the, in the NFL draft, there's never, like, there's never been this many quarterbacks in the top 10. So number 10 in the NFL draft is still a great pick. But it's that my man went from two all the way down to the bottom so quick
2: right i mean zach wilson mac jones and even trey lance a guy who's played one football game in over a year his team only played one game this year is is propelled somebody's going to get a heck of a quarterback or there's a whole lot of people that are going to look smarter for passing i mean one of two things are going to happen right and one of those two things is going to happen with the rest of these other quarterbacks the last thing i want to say about the draft well a couple things here we're going to cover it a little bit better next week a little more in depth maybe we'll have our own. We'll do our own, mock, our own first half of the first round mock draft next week for three-man weave or something like that. And then I know we're going to try and maybe do something for pre-draft. We'll go back and maybe do some video like we did at Mania. So check out that. That could be a good time because I know we're all uh, Thursday night draft. Grab a beer, turn it on, and watch it a couple rounds, see where the quarterbacks go. Um, Kyle Kyle Pitts from, from uh, Florida. Is he a sure thing? I mean, he looks like one of the most sure things in a long time in a league that's already favoring if you have a great receiving tight end. This is a guy that looks like a basketball player, as in Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates, where he can just use his body, post up, make catches, and he can also fly down the field. And I heard he can kind of block. Is this the actual best player in the draft?
1: I still go Trevor, but Kyle is from Florida, and we know how them Florida men tend to work out in the NFL. So he's probably the surest thing in the draft. I just, I just love Trevor Lawrence, and you can't, you can't push me off that ledge.
3: The, I think the surest thing in the draft are the, Ari- are the Arizona, the Alabama wideouts, uh, Waddle and Smith. I think those are the surest thing because ultimately, even if they don't be end up being X receivers, they catch everything in their catch ratings. So they're going to have a spot on the team. But to Kyle Pitts' point, um, the, the only in recent memory I can remember, maybe you guys remember somebody else, the only big-name, super-propped-up tight end that, that didn't hit like you should have in recent memory is Kellen Winslow, and he had two Pro Bowl seasons. So it had nothing to do with his, with his, with his game. Tight ends normally hit if they are – if they're promoted, if something about them, people, if they're going to go that high, normally they hit. Tight end is a spot that really doesn't have a lot of fluctuation. If you're good, you're good and you're going to get drafted one or two. So,
1: so my I only caveat, if I could just say this right quick, and I apologize, Tunde, but to the, the Alabama point, and y- y- I'm not just whistling Dixie here, but one of the criticisms that fun, Nick Saban... Fun intended. Fun
3: intended, yeah, that's funny.
1: That's funny. But one of the criticisms that Nick Saban has faced throughout the years is that he wears these guys out. So by the time they get to the NFL, they break down before their time. And sometimes they don't even make it to that second contract where you make the big money. I mean, that's been a pattern in Al- at Alabama throughout the Saban era. Not everybody, obviously, but we're having intelligent conversations. So everybody, you already know it's an assumption, some but not all, right?
3: That's a fair criticism, but Waddle and Smith already had the injuries. <laughs> they already
1: had it. <laughs> so, exactly. Ask David Tua, or not David Tua, ask Tua how that's working out for him.
2: Platt, I want to start or with not
1: even Tua, because Tuda's gonna be alright, but Shelton Richardson ask him how that worked out for him.
3: Sheldon
2: oh, Richardson. I want to start with you here. How excited are you as a Cleveland Brown fan? Jadavian Clowney. Getting a contract could be worth up to ten million dollars. Give me, give me a level of excitement for Jadavian Clowney joining your squad.
1: A five, not because of Jadav, not because of Clowney. I didn't want to try to say this motherfucker's name, but we tried this last year and it didn't work out. But now we've got recruits they've been building up that defense because I think the offense is fine. That's not the problem. But they've been bringing on some defensive guys and they've got some of the new recruits trying to recruit Clowney to get here. And all I can say to him is, bro, you have never been in a situation like this. You're going to be on the opposite end of Miles Garrett. You have never in your NFL life been able to have the opportunity to eat like you would eat if you came to Cleveland. Now, my issue with Clowney...
3: Yeah and that and out. The same. They were the best defense in the league For like two years He almost so, won defensive player of the year
1: So my issue with Clowney Is I, I question his motor And you know no disrespect to the guy I just I question his motor it is what it is and it's funny because when he sat out his final year at South Carolina when he caught that injury I'm thinking it was smart because you're holding your value up little did I know that kind of gave us some insight into who he is as a person so I question that but you got an opportunity to come to a team they're clearly building They're they're Super Bowl contenders right now on paper I know you don't want to say that and it sounds weird saying that about the Browns I get all of that trust me I get it better than anybody I understand but the bottom line is, it's the truth. So, yeah, I'm excited for the possibility. But we were here last year. We'll see what happens.
3: the The greatest compliment I can give the Browns and Clowney in this move is, I got mad as hell.
1: That's that's big coming from Ray because he he has this irrational hate for the browns for some reason you stole our team but you hate us that's like you steal Amber from me but then you mad at me like I, that doesn't even make sense at all you won the
3: pony <laughs> the reasons the reasons that we hate well, oh though it's all right I, I, I love I love David clown
2: it's why this is such an interesting topic for me to listen because you have the gentleman who's a fan of the team, you know, and then you have the gentleman who's a fan of the rival. So I wanted to gauge the excitement level. I don't think it's that huge of a pickup. I think it can be. But like Platt said, I, I, I have to be proven wrong. It didn't seem like he did a whole hell of a lot in Tennessee last year. so
1: It, it did But, again, you know Miles Garrett's going to get all the attention, so he's going to be on that other edge – and he's going to get to eat.
3: And the most <laughs> the most motivating words in sports history are contract, contract year. year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying he you knows at the end of this if he don't eat or contribute, he's never going to be a 10 million dollar year a year guy ever again. So he, he he's and there's no the one thing Stylistically, the one thing the Browns had didn't have that hurt them that would have led to them going deeper than they did was they couldn't stop nobody. They put up 49 points and give up 45. If they can get to the quarterback, if they can just be Peyton Manning-esque the Colts years and put up numbers and just rush the passer, just four, just rush and rush and rush, you ain't got to be good because you're going to score. And I think that's what they're building now. And the thing is, the front four
1: wasn't bad last year. The problem was the linebackers, because when if, if if you know anything about football, the front four they're there to clog up the offensive linemen so that the linebackers can go make the tackles and make the plays. Well, the linebacking core was low key trash. The secondary, I don't know, because they're young and they're always hurt. So I don't know what they got back there, but. Yeah, the front four was all right, but they have made some interesting moves on defense this offseason. And,
2: yeah, Clowney, come and fuck with your boys. See what happens. Speaking of Miles Garrett and dominant defensive lineman, Aaron Donald found himself in a fight he may not have wanted to be in in retrospect. Platt, why don't you uh, – you look excited to talk about this. Why don't you break down the situation for us, as only you could.
1: Bro, I've been seeing this shit my whole life. I, Without even reading the headlines or an article about it, I can tell you exactly what happened, okay? Aaron Donald was kicking it in Pittsburgh. Some drunk melon farmer decided he wanted to, to have some rounds with the champ. And guess what? He got his issue. And now he's suing because he got his ass whooped. That's what's happening here, man. Like, I've seen this my entire life with athletes. It's the reason why every other week Charles Barkley was throwing a melon farmer out a goddamn bar window because somebody want to get drunk. Maybe they want to show up to their girl. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe you was talking to their girl. Maybe their girl was feeling you. Or maybe you just drunk and angry at the world and trying to take a shot at the title. Well, guess what happens? You lost, and now you want to sue. That's a bitch move, man. Stop being a bitch. Take your ass whooping like a man. And keep it moving like an escalator.
3: How, how fantastic would it be if we had the video to this and John Madden like, illustrated it?
2: So here we oh go. Boom. Oh
3: we see. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Or or, or or Teddy Atlas. Well, you see Aaron Donald right there. He
1: leaned his shoulder in. <laughs> he, he 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 rolled and then hit him with the cross. And
3: <laughs> or or the legend Lou Hope.
2: No, I'm not doing Lou Holtz this week. <laughs> I'm not doing. I, I was almost about to jump in with my John Madden, but I think I'm going to keep a. I'll, I'll break the streak of doing impersonations here on Three Man Weave.
3: Who did I get him confused for last week? Lou Holtz? Who was it? Lutez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lutez, Lou Holtz. Same person. Pretty
2: close. They,
3: they both the, the same, same age. Both champions. That's the-
1: that, that's the thing, man. Two weeks ago, Pot is War, everybody talking about my, my legendary rant. That was the funniest shit that happened on the whole show.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that was from Pot is War? Oh, man, that's right. All right.
1: Yes, that you. was the funniest thing that happened on the whole show, confusing Lou Holtz with Lou Thin. So,
2: <laughs> all right. So I'm not saying that this guy didn't deserve a butt kicking and that that things like that don't happen, but it's not. it's not – like Wild Wild West anymore, right? Where, you know, you besmirch my honor, let's duel and everybody go home. And no, no, just let me finish the question because you talked about Charles Barkley and I want to compare it a little bit because should Aaron Donald have been smarter here? Yes. This is...
3: Go ahead, Ray. So I have a personal situation, a personal um, relation to this story from a guy that I may not know personally, but I know everybody that knows him, so I know him personally. Vince Young, Vince Young ruined his career because a dude put the horns down in the club and he beat and he beat his ass. Like, it's you have so much more to gain, so much more to lose. You know, so anecdote. My grandma taught me every day when I was a young kid growing up: don't ever ride in a car with more than two people. I was like, that's stupid. Why? What if I'm with my friends? He said, because what if they stop and somebody does one bad thing and you're in the car with them, you're instantly going to be an accomplice. And, you know, stuff like that hits me when I think about stories like this, because it's all people are always looking for a reason or for a way to get your ass. Now, I don't got shit to my name. Nothing of real consequence like Aaron Donald has. Aaron Donald got like 45 million in the bank. You ever take 10 right so I get it sometimes you got to stand up for yourself and you gotta defend yourself but you can't fuck up the money and you have way too more he has more to lose than beating that dude up could have given him satisfaction but yeah it's funny and I don't blame him but I'm disappointed and it it, it, it doesn't breed it doesn't bode well for him going forward historically because when you make that kind of mistake and it's so stupid, and you're right, flat, the dude probably a bitch and suing because he got his ass beat. Nonetheless, you earned that because you decided to do something. That what did, what did Chris Carter say? Go get a foul guy, something. But you can't be the one doing this stuff because you are the breadwinner of the family. You are the person bringing in all the money. You are the face. You are the face of a franchise and you're a defensive tackle but yeah i am personally disappointed oh
1: goddamn, y'all are so taking the fun out of all of this number one ray <laughs> everything you said you were absolutely one thousand percent correct number two tunny you act like we ain't been friends for years i know you i know your pedigree Don't act like you ain't knocked the melon farmer out at the bar for talking shit before. Come on now. Where the fuck you coming from? You? You, my guy? You? Uh, And number three, this is one of the problems in the world now. And my brother and I. My brother is 6'6", 275. Former professional basketball player. Never made it to the NBA. He played over in Scandinavia and in China for a little bit we have this conversation all the time and it's kind of like a running joke between the two of us how we wish that you were able to, in life that you were able you know what I mean, when they was out of pocket and nobody would sue and it it, it would kind of like balance out the world because you might see this little white dude but you don't know he might be an MMA fighter and break your arm off or whatever but yep. you should be able to when when somebody violates you should be able to catch a fair one with him with no consequences or repercussions I feel like it would make life a little you know little. little it would make life go a little smoother so and that's one of the problems and we, Tony got some breaking news we're going to get to here real quick but that's one of the problems in society now man everybody talks shit and they're not worried about consequences like back in the day man we knew there were certain people we couldn't talk shit to why cause they was gonna whoop our ass so we ain't talk shit to the motherfuckers that could possibly whoop our ass And we need to get back to that we need to get back to some ass whoopings I'm not saying whoop your kids parents I'm not for that but if you just randomly out here in the streets get your ass beat the, f- the hey, thoughts man. and
2: opinions of Christopher Platt do not necessarily represent <laughs> those of the Church Out Radio Network. What do you got,
3: Ray? Some college basketball news there? I do, and real quick, I guess the PC today stands for Pugilistic Champion. Pop
2: I lost once. But I ended up I mean, loo- everybody lose. But I still looked like this. There- and they didn't look they look different. Go ahead.
3: Everybody lost but Floyd and Rocky. Um No. Um sports news give me a quick tangent uh but uh the University of Arizona has hired the top Gonzaga assistant Tommy Lloyd to be their new head coach and for me that's personal because I'm an Arizona fan yeah. I think it's but hold on but I think it's relevant because <laughs> I, I, it's I, not I think, I think it's relevant no hold on I think it's relevant because <laughs> hi, historically we know historically we know when a top Like twenty some Uh, years since anybody in the Pac-12 has won a NCAA tournament. I was just saying about Arizona. Oh, I think it's I think it's very uh, I think it's a, a thing that when a top assistant leaves a top a top team, there will be changes. And we just saw Gonzaga have one of the most heartbreaking losses ever. So will this affect them more now that people are leaving? You got you got a whole bunch of their guys leaving. Is there trust in Mark Few anymore? Now he's probably the guy that was in the in the homes recruiting. I think this could mean something to that to that squad. I think you're looking at it
2: through Arizona colored glasses. Go ahead, Platt.
1: I was gonna say, is he was he the black guy? Is that why you're saying he was the guy in the homes recruiting?
3: I can't tell you who he was. No, I'm telling you that because I'm saying that because go go on every team. On every basketball and every pro ba- of uh, college basketball team, the main guy is not the guy in the house recruiting unless it's a guy like, unless it's a top recruit. The other recruits, the head assistant is the guy doing what? If, all if he's
2: the guy that is gone now and, you know, they finally threw Jonah overboard and Gonzaga can win a national championship now that, no, I'm just kidding.
3: I'm just kidding. Maybe, <laughs> I'm just, I'm no, just for, maybe it is, but I just think I, it's relevant I, for Gonzaga. I, think it's, I don't know anything about the guy. I think so it's, a, it's not about Arizona.
2: It sounds like a good hire for Arizona. I don't think it's going to affect whether or not Gonzaga continues to be a national powerhouse in basketball. Okay, we'll see. No,
1: I, I, I I agree with play, that. And
3: this point next year, we'll see. All right,
1: but it's coming. It's coming. People are going to start criticizing Mark Few for not being able to win the big one. All
2: it's right, folks. Coming. That's what they do. We're gonna ch- we're gonna change the shape of the ball we're playing with. We'll be right back after this.
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com.
2: Gentlemen, we got less than 20 games remaining on, I believe, every team's NBA schedule. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. It is going a little bit longer, the season, this year, but with a little bit large, uh, later start. But the biggest news right now in the NBA concerns the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, big part of their two-headed monster is now injured and likely out for the season. Jamal Murray looks like an ACL tear. Go ahead, Platt.
1: Yeah, man really sucks not only does it suck for jamal on an individual level obviously he's young he'll be able to bounce back from it but the nuggets and joker more specifically because i had started hearing rumblings i don't know if maybe you guys can clarify this for me because before i put it out there that joker is a legitimate mvp candidate and should win the award i hadn't heard anybody else say that and now I started within the last few weeks and months I started to hear rumblings about it now Maybe y'all can correct me on that Y'all know I always try to put myself over But he's,
3: this is he's, gonna he's, he's been the number one um, in, If you're going betting He's been the number one he's guy He's the
2: betting favorite
3: on the list for a Yeah, for, for about two months now
1: Way to bear me I think I said it about two months ago though Right? Something like that Something like that Anywho, fuck what everybody else talking about it I was the first one to get on that bandwagon and then everybody else jumped on and the betters jumped on as well. But, I mean, this is going to severely hamper his candidacy because, I mean, they were, what, a four... They were kind of bounced back and forth between four and five anyway, but this sucks, man. And I, I, I pray dude can get back and be healthy and get back to what he was doing. It just... It's it's unfortunate.
3: Um, The rumors are that they're talking to Austin Rivers to try to just give an extra body. But look, I'm with you. Um, It's disappointing for Jamal because you never want a guy to be hurt. ACL tears are, crazy to say, but the best they've ever been at this point because people come back from them really much easier than they used to 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. So I'm not concerned about him coming back, but it sucks because what he did in the bubble and then he had a really rough first half of the year and then started to bring it back together. I disagree with you on Joker, though. Because I, if anything, I think this makes him that much more of a favorite, because he's gonna have to continue to further drag this team along. If they can make it four or five, four or five, it'll be a damn miracle. Because he's doing it with, it's literally him, and it's it's even more disappointing because with the ad with the addition of Aaron Gordon, they had a puncher's chance to really beat anybody in the playoffs. So it's disappointing for the Denver team, but this might get Jokic a legit uh, MVP out of it which they don't do nothing for Jamal, but <laughs> I, <laughs> if they could maintain, yes, I just don't
1: see them being able to maintain. That's, that's my be. issue. I don't yeah. think
2: it's jokers to win though. Right now, if I'm Vegas, I'm not putting money on him to win it because I see them slipping now without Jamal Murray, who knows? Maybe they get united over this, but I think Embiid's back, if, if, if the Philadelphia 76ers are the number one seed in the Eastern conference going into the playoffs, and Embiid is healthy, and Embiid doesn't miss any more games. He looks like he's yeah. figured out a way to be, to become an MVP. And kudos to to his uh, running mate um, Ben Simmons, who has literally dedicated himself to be the best defensive player in the NBA.
1: You might be right because, well, not not the defensive thing, but the MVP. Because I mean, I just watched the Nets get dog walked by a Anthony Davis. LeBron James list LA Lakers team in prime time. So that kind of puts a monkey wrench into James Harden's MVP candidacy. We know they're they're not gonna do Giannis three straight years, even though he's he's worthy, they're just not gonna do that. So you might be right, man. Jokish or excuse me, not jokish. Um, Embiid, he might he might be the winner by default at this particular point in time, especially if they get that top seed.
3: Thank you, Cardi B, for the fantastic term dog walk. And Ben Simmons has 100% uh, turned himself into the best defensive player in the world, but it's also because he can't shoot a fucking shot. So
2: <laughs> That's kind of funny.
3: Is it can't, he can't shoot
1: a shot or he refuses to shoot a shot outside of five feet?
3: He refuses because he can't. But like Paul Lee once said, accentuate the positives and hide the negatives, and he shoot like five shots a game. He hiding the shit out of the negatives
2: what if he just hey, needs he
3: had you thinking taz was the top guy so there's that
2: what if he just needed lasik and all of a sudden he becomes like the best shooter in the world right all this time he just couldn't see a little bit
3: rude well, well, that's... that's a misnomer sir <laughs> no <laughs> no that's, that's what that's lot. what's going to happen with my
1: hill my man on the saints they're not going to give him the job but that's what he's going to prove when somebody actually gives him a starting position it was all lasik that's why he was bad. Y'all all know right. who I'm talking about. Let, Famous Jameis Winston.
2: Let's keep it with basketball. Speaking of the greatest shooter of all time, how about shout-out Steph Curry for passing uh, Will Chamberlain on the Warriors' all-time scoring list?
1: Shout-out to Chef, man. He's been doing God's work this year on this team. Period. Great,
2: greatest shooter of all time. Yes, yes.
1: Not even close. Not even close.
3: I, do want, I do want to say, though, that this is a bit of a hollow This is a bit of a hollow stat because if you look at how many games he's played for the Warriors and how many Whoop played or how many Rick Barry played, like 250 more. um, I don't want to dish Steph because it's a great thing, but I think the bigger, the bigger um, accolade is that motherfuckers remember Steph Curry is a motherfucking superstar. He reminded them that he's a fucking boss. So that's more important, I think, than having a. The Warriors, are, the Warriors are a marquee franchise, but ultimately, eh, you play long enough, you're going to be in that spot, you know?
1: Shout out to the Rick Berry reference, by the way. Rick Berry may be the most underrated player in the history of basketball, and it's right. because nobody liked him. But I, I'm not giving up my James Wiseman stock, gentlemen. I'm all in. That Melon Farmer is going to be a star. I'm all in.
3: Yeah, uh, but it's going to take him a few years. Plus, he, he hurt his people. Did he tear his meniscus, or did he did he strain it? Something with his meniscus happened. Um, but he but he will be, he'll get it. He'll get it together in a minute. Um, the shot is coming along. He can all, he always been able to play defense. But when Clay comes back and they're able to play their actual offense like they want to, right now he's been thrust in a position he's not ready for. It's like Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is not the second option, but he's been happy to be the second option, and he's shooting twenty five whatever percent from three because of it. When they get back to playing the way they normally play, yeah, and they'll they'll be scary dangerous. Even at year seven, eight, nine of the run.
2: Last thoughts around the horn on the NBA before we get to a couple of fleeting topics as we head on home here.
1: It's still gonna be
3: Lakers nets. I am starting to waver on the Lakers. We'll see. We'll see not, what happens. I think not because it's that's because of the Lakers and more because the West is good. Assuming everybody's healthy, assuming
2: those five gentlemen from the Lakers and Nets are healthy, I don't even need to explain who those five gentlemen are. I would have to agree with that. But I think right now, more than ever, as we're coming off a Lakers victory and maybe um, you know a LeBron dominance beforehand, it's a little more up in the air than ever in the NBA. It seems like on both sides, the East and the West. So, quick commercial break. I got a few other minor topics. Platt, go ahead. What do you got to say before we get into the break?
1: No, nothing, man. It's either gonna be it's gonna be a combination of uh, Philly, Milwaukee, the Nets, and the Lakers in in some form. Those are the four.
2: We're right back. Why should you visit
1: TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always
2: use your head. Next weekend, UFC 261, gigantic rematch. Masvidal, Usman 2. So we'll be getting into that next week. So get pumped up for that. Maybe we'll even have to find time to get us three and Mags together and have a kind of a co-mingling there. We'll see what happens.
1: I can't wait to talk about that. There's so much shit going on on that card before we even get to the fights. Yeah, I can't wait. Tune in next week.
2: Congratulations to Shigeki Mariamu, a gentleman changing golf on a global landscape, the first ever male from Japan to win a major. So shout-out to him. Congratulations. Held on at the end there uh, to take the victory, and uh, it seemed like the course did have the better of the players this year. The winning score was half as far under par as it was the previous year. Last thing before we go, gentlemen, just quickly around the horn, there's a minor league league system that's going to take the mound and move it back a foot from 60 feet 6 inches to 61 feet 6 inches. And they're also going to implement a rule where they have the DH, but when you pull the starting pitcher, you also lose your DH. So whoever goes into that spot has to bat. What do you guys think of these two different rule changes that they're going to experiment with? That
3: second one sounds interesting.
2: Hmm. It would almost turn an American I, I... League first half of the game, first five or six innings of a game, into a National League end of a game where you're doing double switches. So basically, if your pitcher came out and the DH is batting mm-hmm. in his spot – You'd substitute an outfielder for an outfielder but put him into the pitcher's batting spot if it was coming up. You know what I mean? They'll double switch in the national league. So that the pitcher spot Look, bats earlier
3: or later. And and the reason I like that is because the one neg the only negative of the DH is it takes away strategy. Sure. It takes away a certain level of strategy. So that will bring that back and allow you to have best of both worlds. That it that interests the shit out of me. The mound, I don't know if it'll matter more, I think. There's a chance that the velocity could go up. There's a chance the velocity could go down. I don't know see, how the, that's going to matter.
2: The reasoning from that is that the, the the amount of strikeouts has gone up over the course of like 13 consecutive seasons in Major League Baseball. So they would like to see maybe you know it's a little bit more difficult the farther you are throwing a ball from to make contact as a hitter. But if you're giving a foot, it's going to be a little bit more time that they may need to be making that contact.
1: But that's why but that's why that first rule interests me more than the others because since the players stopped juicing the pitching has taken over you know what I mean it is what it is and they're trying to do things similar to what the NFL and the NBA have done to try to get more offense to get more people to pay attention to it so that's interesting will it have that effect I guess
3: stay tuned most important takeaway I want y'all to come close to the audio device I'm scared real close I'm really scared. Okay, Uncle Ray grandma. gonna take care of. You. So, well, look, I love my grandma, so that's cool. I'm, I want you to understand something. Hey, baseball, use your fucking replay. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, we, we could. Uh, no, let's. We don't not have to say we did. We don't have time I'm sick to do of this in all sports. No, listen, the the, the <laughs> thing that, and I'll, and I'm not gonna. Do you guys have anything else to say on this topic? Because I don't want to start a whole other conversation. Because the schedule's no, getting. I'm
3: done. I'm done. Okay. Yeah.
2: The thing baseball should do is they should go to the computerized balls and strikes, so that there's no more arguing about it, and the game would be, the game would be end up being quicker because you can't argue with a fucking computer, right?
3: So that's that's where I'm at. Anyway. Can argue with the computer? Have you met my people? <laughs> have you met old folk? just joking yes
2: you know what I mean you know what I mean alright gentlemen good sports conversation today hope everybody's gonna enjoy their weekend Ray Cash started off with you let everybody know what's going on in your chair shot world too
3: damn much <laughs> I abstain the rest I, I, I abstain the rest of my time no uh, a lot um, first and foremost follow me at it's Ray Cash R-E-Y's a Mysterio C-A-S-H as in dollars and I'm on damn near every damn damn every damn podcast you could probably find on this show, on this network. I'm probably around. And I need a vacation. Um but no, all jokes aside, bandwagon nerds Monday. Um Three Man Weave Tuesday or Friday. Outsider's Edge, Thursdays and next week. Total package series everyone. Oh, head, that's the head trauma. Head trauma Thursdays. I see every damn week. You should. I got it. I have five write this. You should, write, this, of, of you should it.
2: write it down for yourself so you can, you know. Anyway, Platt, How about you? What's going on, brother?
1: You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plaid. Obviously, Pod is War every Thursdays. I mean, I don't know what to do with myself now that Mania Madness is over. I mean, that shit consumes so much of my time trying to put that show together. Make sure I y'all go back and shows. listen to it. No, thank you, thank you. Make sure, oh, don't don't get it twisted. I'm sure they'll find some shit for me to do. Okay, I'm no, that's coming. But make sure y'all go back and listen to Mania Madness. Excuse me, the series really is timeless. And if you're a fan of WrestleMania,
2: your mic's out. Your mic is out. Your mic is out. No, I can't hear you now.
3: Nope. I I. I, I can. You want me to say what you were saying? Now you, you melon farmers, better listen to the Chairshot Radio Network because i didn't put in too damn much work. I'm this is I'm Chris Platt for as radio matters. Watching all these damn manias on these damn nights, recording all this damn content. We all listen to this damn he, podcast. He really wants his Mellon mic to work Farmer, right now. He's Mellon got Farmer, something else he Mellon wants Mellon to
2: say. Farmer. He does. He's, he's, he's feverishly. Nope. Don't. Well, well let's stay with this. This is an interesting breaking news of the no. Yeah, I think he's doing this on purpose. Alright, anyway, for Ray Cash for Christopher Platt, my name is PC Tunney. I got game, Chris got game, Ray Ray got game, but Platt got no mic, still no mic? Yeah. Nothing. Alright. Then hold your breath till next time, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
3: Cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years one love yo yeah that's why right, he's got game p.e. 1998 if man is the father the son is the center of the earth in the middle of the universe
1: then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? don't freestyle much but i write
3: them like such Word. amongst the fiends controlled by the screens what does it all mean all this shit i'm seeing <laughs> human beings screaming vocal javelins sign of a local nigga unraveling uh-huh. My wandering, got my ass wandering with crisis and all this crisis, hating Satan never knew what nice is, check the papers, well I bet on ISIS, more than your eye can see and ears can hear, year by year all the sense disappears, nonsense perseveres, prayers with fear, beware, two triple O's it might me. feel good, it might sound a little something, but damn the game if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game. She got game. We got game. They got game. He got game. It might feel good. It might sound a little something. But fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Damn. Was it something I said? Pretend you don't see. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.